Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord. We've got an understanding. What's that understanding? We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God. It's Aaron and Dave and no Patrick today on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. We're putting the band back together. Again. No way. We're on a mission from God. It's the year-end show. Yay! You know, <laughs> put the band back together. Ma'am, you got to understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. See, Aaron, everybody does a year-end wrap-up show. I'm not going to call it a wrap-up show. It's just a year-end show. Now you're going to put Right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. You know, I may steal a lot of stuff from other DJs and stuff that, uh, you know, I listened to back in the day. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. Uh, but I always give credit to those DJs, first of all. But um, this is just one of those things that I refuse to jump on that bandwagon year-end wrap-up show had enough we're, we're just leaving 2022 behind yeah yep yep exactly strike up the band sal i'm a little late he's early hmm i need to text sal and wish him a you know one of those things um you Happy know new year uh, yeah one of those yeah <laughs> i totally forgot i was really bad with the Christmas greetings, I sent a few of them out. And if uh, you didn't get one, it was just simply because I didn't want to talk to anybody on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and it has nothing to do with you personally. Um, it only has to do with me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, well, uh, um, uh- we recorded a couple weeks ago our interview with Saving Darkness, so they're going to be on the show today. Oh, nice. Um, I like that guy. Those guys. That guy. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, was a great guy. And so, speaking of uh, leaving behind 2022, uh, can we leave behind COVID? Can we just put that in a little lockbox? No. And- no, we live in California. We must uh, keep a mask on us at all times. <laughs> <laughs> You you know how they used to say, like, uh, you know, if you were a, a gunslinger, you always had to have a gun with you, right? At all yeah. times. No, not in California. You get arrested <laughs> for that. You got to keep your mask on you at all times. They're talking about putting or reinstating the mask mandates. Ah, give me a break. Can somebody read a book? <laughs> I mean, seriously, and I, I, I mean that at the lowest common denominator. Are you able to read, period? Can you read a book? Can you comprehend? Because the science is out there. Oh, you're going to get me. You're going to get me going, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, gonna- well, hopefully we can leave that behind. And we'll never talk about it again. Oh, well, so- no, we've already got our blue banner, brother. <laughs> 
Got a little blue COVID banner on the Spotify. <laughs> hey, so we're recording this uh, Friday, December 30th, before the 31st. It's New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, Eve, Eve. Yeah, there we go. I always love that. Oh, it's Christmas Eve, Eve. I always love yeah. when people say that. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. You know, it's well, Christmas Eve. There's no Eve, Eve. <laughs> it's the Eve. Get off my lawn. It's, <laughs> it's the Eve of New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. Um, because a lot of people ask me what I'm doing for New Year's Eve, and I go, hmm, I've got a really exciting weekend planned. I've got a three-day weekend ahead of me, which is awesome. Um, I've got a three-day weekend of crawling under my blanket on my couch and watching movies. That's all I'm going to do. I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to go out and party. I don't want to stay up till midnight. I don't want to do any of those things. I don't want to watch Ryan Seacrest either. So, uh, oh, hey, you want to get me on a rant? Let's go on a rant. Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> one of the least talented. Um, what is he? He's not even a DJ. He's not a DJ. Okay. He's an abomination to DJs. He's got He's zero talent. Host. He's a he's a, a news reader, a, a talking head. You know, he's not, I know he doesn't read the news, but uh, all that guy can do is read really well. He reads really well. I, I'm not saying that he's not polished. He, he is polished. I just don't think this guy deserves the accolades and money that he has. I really don't. And who's who is his partner in that first season of? Uh, of uh, American Idol, Dingleberry, or something like that. Oh, Dinkle. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. That guy's got to be kicking himself in the butt every day. Because <laughs> he, he strikes me as the one with the talent. <laughs> I mean, well, he did not try to high-five a blind kid, so he's got that going for him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I will go on the record that... Uh, you know, um, Ryan Seacrest, very talentless, talentless, and does not deserve his position in the uh, stratosphere, as they like to say. So what movie are you watching tomorrow night? Oh, whatever I can find. I see. <laughs> I was watching Blues Brothers earlier this week. It's really a fantastic movie, isn't it? It is a good movie, yeah. It is a good movie. Now... I was um, I was thinking as I was watching this about the first time that I ever saw the Blues Brothers. And now I don't know what year it came out in, so I'm just tossing out years to give you a general idea. Um, it had to be somewhere around like 1981 to 83, somewhere in there, okay? And, and I remember this vividly as a kid that I was at the local Sears store in the electronics department while my mom went off and shopped for clothes or whatever. You know how it was back in the day, Aaron, when you uh, would just, your mom drug you to the mall and you really didn't want to be there, but she Not had to go all. clothes shopping. That didn't happen to you? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I did. It, I it, hated it. Oh, yeah, it did happen to me, yeah. I hated you that. Know, uh, Always just went to the toy section or some video game section or whatever. Yeah, but I still hated going. I was like, oh, I'm going to go look at a bunch of stuff I can't buy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll circle this in the catalog. The, yeah. Uh, so it was one of those times we were at Sears. And 
I was in the electronics department watching the TVs. And the reason I know it was somewhere around 81 to 83, somewhere in there, is because, ooh, ah, Sears was pushing the brand new thing, a VHS machine. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Ooh, Ooh. six, six hundred dollars and 50 pounds, (laughs) but here you are. (laughs) Um, the, uh, I, I was young. I remember that. I just, I was really young, probably too young. Nowadays we would consider it too young to just let a child stand by themselves in a Sears department store watching R rated movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if it's R-rated. It's probably PG. It's not that bad. But um, uh, I I would not say that the Blues Brothers is a movie for kids, okay? And definitely not single-digit kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just it's not age-appropriate. Let's put it that way, Okay. But I had to be about, I don't know, 11 years old, something like that. It was age appropriate for me, I guess, because that's where I got left by my mom. (laughs) And all these adults, they didn't seem to care that I was just entrenched in that movie. And it was it wasn't like a it wasn't like a shortened version of the movie or edited version. No, it was the movie. And uh, I just I was watching the the chase scene when they're driving through the the shopping mall and I went that is fantastic (laughs) (laughs) I fell in love with that movie so I watched it again the other night because I haven't watched it for years and uh, it holds up man that movie really does hold up you want that car no (laughs) okay but I can't tell you this Nancy did buy me a uh, uh for christmas one year a um i think it's a johnny lightning or hollywood green light whatever green light hollywood uh you know like a hot little hot wheel car of that car i have that cool okay so, so this is hey, um <laughs> no 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 we're gonna, we're gonna play some music and i'm excited about this show besides your your fantastic story about the blues brothers um <laughs> That every song we're going to play is going to be on the podcast. And that, and this is the first time um, we've ever done that. And so um, our partner in crime um, who joined the show this year, um, just released his band, just released a new song. And so we're going to play uh, bring out your dead by three days under. And then that's going to be followed by um, the, the newest song from um, faith had um, that, um, got released in the middle of the year. So here is Patrick Rivers, Three Days Under, Bring Out Your Dead. Rock Saw Musecast Experience. Uh, Stick around.
Hi, this is Patrick from Three Days Under, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Newscast Experience. Get some.
Rock Salt Musicast Experience. Aaron, Dave, and Aaron today. No yes. Patrick. No Patrick. But we got Aaron Kirby all the way from South Carolina. He's with the little band called Saving Darkness. Yes, what's up? Yeah, that's our live studio audience for you, brother. So you're like the rookie in the band. Right. So do you have to carry all the luggage when you, you know, all the sound, set up all the sound equipment? Or uh, are you just go to the mic and go check one, two? Okay, I'm done. You guys set up. <laughs> That, that's pretty much how it goes. Usually um, when our drummer has all of his equipment, I already tell him I already have mine, and it's just my microphone. You know, I am good to go. Yeah. You know, that's funny because when I was uh, – playing guitar and I was going into my music store the first you know at first I was like do I want to play bass do I want to play guitar or something like that and so I was uh, talking to the guys and they go well think about what you want to lug around and those drummers they have the worst of it because they got to pack up all of that drum kit where singers hey I got my mic I'm out see you guys (laughs) did you get your cables no man it's cordless yeah (laughs) Is that, best kind, man. What's that? I said the best kind, man. Wireless. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can throw it in your back pocket and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> he's such yeah. a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Thinks he's so much better than us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I just like messing with the bands, guys. Um, is it going to be difficult for me, Aaron and Aaron? Because I don't know. I'll call you A.B., how about okay. that? All, All right. right. AB right. and Aaron Kirby. That's right. All right. Uh, so you're in a little band called Saving Darkness. Now, you're you're the newbie, right? Yes. Uh, joined the band in April. In April? Uh, this year. And how's it been going? Yeah. Man, it's been going great. We uh, pretty much just took the year off. Uh, we played one show back in October we've been trying to just get these recordings going, um, get our merchandise locked in, basically just taking it smooth. So once we hit 2023, we're just going to go all out. Uh, I feel you, man. We're doing the same thing here. We're we're holding back our best stuff for 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, December 24 or 23, I'll be saying we're holding back the best stuff for 24. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but this, the band's been around for a while. We've had them on before, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. So, uh, how long has the band been around? Help me out again. I don't like to rehash the old stuff, but I, I want to recap. Oh, uh, I want to say uh, when me and Mike talked, um, our guitarist, uh, he said uh, that it was our 10 year anniversary. So, about 2012. Oh, okay. So, 2012. Well, let me just give you a little uh, tip here, Aaron Kirby. Um, when someone asks you that, you just tell them when you started the band. That's when, or joined <laughs> yeah. the band. That's when the band started. <laughs> they were just warming up until you got there. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'm on fire today, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, you know what? Uh, I've got a question. I've got questions about you joining the band and that process. But I'm going to skip ahead, Pulp Fiction style here. What's your favorite Saving Darkness song to jam out to? Oh man, um, my go-to. Uh, would be on my side. On my definitely. side, is it yeah, uh, musically? Yeah. Is it musically 
that's what you dig or is it the message in it or what what draws you to that song well to me it's just an all-in-one package like the song in a good way the song is all over the place you know you have your uh slow moments you have your fast moments you know uh obviously the message of you know being able to trust in god to uh give you the um words to say to people um so that way you know you can bring them to him um it's it's really just everything um it's when i first heard it it was unlike a lot of songs that i've heard in the past where you know you sort of know where we're going uh we got a first verse of course and then there's going to be a breakdown this one is almost like you don't know where it's going it's almost like just a roller coaster yeah well, a lot of the music is a roller coaster because I was listening to the albums this week and it, it, I could tell it was the same band, but it's definitely like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying I'm avoiding saying it's all over the place because I don't want it to come off in a negative way, but it's very, um, if you like variety, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Yes you like a little variety in your rock music, then uh, uh, check out these albums. Now you've got a new EP out. You got uh, a two prior albums. Saving darkness has two prior albums. I believe that would be correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. That would be uh, livid and uh, wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about wolves later, but um, the uh, now you're the singer on the new EP. I'm assuming yes okay um how did you come across saving darkness and end up joining the band well um we last january um this is the actual story to that uh last january uh Seven Days Slumber had posted on their Facebook that they were going to uh, be giving back to the people. Um, they wanted to do a tour where it was just a free thing, um, no ticket prices coming off of the pandemic. Um, we have uh, the church that I used to go to at the time, um, which was, like I said, last January. Um we invited them to come to our church. Um, Joe is a phenomenal guy. The band is just amazing people. Um and our my uh, old band, uh, the Blood Frequency, um, we ended up going our separate ways um, earlier this year. Um, we were opening for them uh, that night at the church and uh, saw this, uh, I call him a behemoth because Mike is just a big dude and his beard is almost down to his stomach and I don't know. He just caught my eye and I was like, but yeah, he's a big like cuddly a teddy bear, right? Yes. Oh gosh. He is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, isn't um, that, that's the funny yeah. thing. That's the funny thing about these big guys in, in rock bands. You know, they look all menacing they got the big beard and they're big guys. And, and then you go up and meet them and they just give you a big hug and you're just like, Oh, I'm hugging a big teddy bear. <laughs> Yeah, man, that that's exactly Mike. He is um just down to earth, humble man. He he's an awesome dude. Um, I saw him and uh 
after seven days slumber got done with their set and all we were helping them unload and uh he come up to me and he was like you know hey how you doing i'm mike um he said i'm in a band too you know usually exchanging bands and all and um and he had said you know would love for you to uh come to one of our shows or if you ever have a show um that you are uh I got my words a little mixed up. I used to do a bunch of shows where I would, um, like I said, I brought in uh, Seven Day Slumber, GFM, Relent, and um, did a lot of shows at the fairgrounds, um, did shows locally. So basically he was like, you know, if you have a show, you know, we'd love to be a part of it. Um, well, then I got to talking to Joey and he said that they were going to be bringing the tour back, a tour with GFM and Relent back, um, towards the East. So that's when I just contacted Saving Darkness, uh, Mike and, and he was like, yeah, man, let's do it. And, uh, not long after, uh, they were going to be opening, I think it was last December for a red jumpsuit apparatus at uh ground zero um it's an all rock venue um so we went out there and supported them and they tore the stage up man and then a couple months later they had said you know hey we had some things you know pretty much you know the stories on how things go um we're looking for a lead singer um would you like to join and i was like uh heck yeah man like because them are some talented dudes so i was like let me uh let me pray about it and obviously get with the wife because you know you can't just jump into something you gotta ask the wife every once in a while uh, <laughs> amen to that that's where it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where it went man and we just I showed up at practice one day and we just never stopped, man. We've been nonstop every Sunday uh, since I joined the band. So, wow. Yeah. That's insane. So there was no like uh, audition period or anything like that. They just, they saw you on stage and went, you want to be in the band? Yeah. Yeah, um, we like I said, I was in a band called Blood Frequency. Um, it was me and a couple friends. Uh, we didn't, you know, we had jobs, we had lives, so we just did things sort of on the side every, uh, on the weekends and stuff. And uh, basically, Mike was like, you know, if you're cool with it, your band's cool with it, you know, let's, you know, let's either do Saving Darkness or you know, let's see what happens. It, so then when I uh, came to practice, I was like, you know, I hope the, I text him and I was like, I hope the audition went good. He said, oh, there wasn't actually an audition. You were already in the band <laughs> when basically called you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Well, that's awesome. You know, um, I always say that everything happens for a reason. Uh, and yeah. people are brought in and out of your life uh, either for a minute or a lifetime uh yeah. just to take you to the next level to put you where you're supposed to be and that goes both ways that's a two-way street you're brought into other people's lives to take them to the next level as well so see Aaron that's, that's you see it in real life right there that's it that's how it worked <laughs> uh so um how's how's your time been in the band has it been work or has it been like man this is the best gig I've ever had. 
Well, like what we talked about earlier, um, the only hard label lab, labor that I have to do is carry a microphone. So um, <laughs> in that way, you know, I think it's going pretty good uh, mentally and basically preparing. Like I said, it's been nonstop, it's, it, but it's been great. Um, there's been a couple stressful times where, you know, you're like, I can't get the words on the paper or, you know, how do we want to do this? We'll record it. And then it's like next week we'll come up with another idea and then the whole song completely just changes. So, I mean, other than that, man, it, it's been an awesome experience so far. I'm, I'm loving it. Awesome. I've always wondered when uh, somebody jumps into a ready-made band like you are right here. Uh, like I remember hearing uh, an interview with Robert Trujillo from Metallica, and he stepped into this ready-made band, this huge band that he was like, oh, I've got like a month to learn the entire library. And yeah. Is that what happened with you on this? I'm assuming well, that that is what happened. Um, our bass player Andy, he, uh, I, I showed up. Actually, there's actually a story behind that. Um, I showed up to practice and I started singing, and you know, he pulled me to the side. He said, "You know, I know you've listening. You've listened to the CDs. I know you've seen us live." He said, "But I don't want you to do it the way that we were doing it." He said, "I want you to just be Aaron." And that actually really helped in a lot of ways, because, you know, like you're saying, when you jump into a band, you know, you don't want to, like, forget everything that was already going on. But a lot of times it it just is a good reset. Yeah. You know, when you get to be both and do your own thing. Well, uh, did you feel any pressure of trying to live up to the prior albums and what they were doing before? Or, I mean, even in doing your own thing, when, he's, when he says, hey, we want you to come in and do your own thing, um, did you feel the pressure of, well, I've got a certain standard to live up to? Well, yeah, because um, like I said, uh, a couple months before I joined the band, they had just opened for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, and I was like, you know, okay, so we're about to get into the really good stuff you know what i mean and um i wasn't actually used to that so there was a lot of pressure at first but when i showed up to practice and i talked to mike andy and jesse and ryan um they just made me feel at home they were like you know what just do you it doesn't if it sounds bad at first or if it sounds good you know you just roll with it you just make yourself comfortable and i would say not even two weeks after joining the band it just felt like home man yeah did yeah. you watch like rock star a lot leaving leading up to this <laughs> you know like uh you know did you get yourself a batmobile <laughs> uh i got a uh jeep gladiator oh nice <laughs> nice yeah. those are kind of cool actually sort of. yeah <laughs> all right yeah um hey, we're gonna play uh bury the dead yeah, that's off the new one, right? Yeah, it's the new one. All right. The new one's called Haunted. Yes, the new EP. Can you talk about that song before we go right into it? Uh, yeah, basically, um, basically, Bury the Dead, um, that song was written before I joined the band. And the rundown on that was, you know, 
a lot of times in our spiritual lives, you know, we get hit with things left and right, whether it may be the world, uh, devil, anything in those areas. And, you know, we constantly go, you know, I don't know why I keep falling into this. I don't know why I keep doing this, you know, but basically uh, the way that I interpret the song is, you know, God going, you know, it's time to bury the dead. You know, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. It does not matter if you stumble. We're going to stumble. We live in a crazy world right now. Um, but you find your way back to me and we're going to get you on the right path. Um, and like the second verse, um, that's what I'm looking at now. Um Basically, I know your spirit lives inside of me. The storm in my flesh, it doesn't go away. I'm pressing forward and never looking back, changing my focus, disarm the trap. You know, it's acknowledging that, you know, hey, I'm in a messy situation right now, and it's time to disarm this trap that I'm in. It's time to get my focus back on you. Um, so, yeah, it, to me, it's just all about, you know, burying basically flesh, man. Um, and getting back to, you know, what God has for you. Nice. All right. That's a good explanation. Yeah. That's a good place to end it right there. Yep. It's the Rock Salt Musecast <laughs> experience. We've got Aaron Kirby from Saving Darkness. This is Bury the Dead. Yeah.
this is Steve from The Word 66. I am hanging out, rock and roll preaching with the dynamic duo Dave and Aaron here on Rock Salt Radio.
Rock Solid Musecast Experience. Aaron, Dave, no Patrick today, and I'm not willing to dig through my board for Patrick, so <laughs> it's Aaron, Dave, and Aaron. Where's our studio audience? Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. packed them in. Yeah, right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days, man. Yeah. It's one of those days. Getting closer to Christmas, and man, uh, I have zero time. I have zero time for anything lately. How about you, Aaron? How's your, uh, you know, scheduling going? Uh, About like yours, we um, are nonstop, man. If it's not family, it's work. If it's not work, it's whatever else falls in the wonderful world <laughs> it doesn't seem like you um to you i mean it does to me that with each passing year the as older the older i get the faster the world spins yes yeah it's crazy because i had all kinds of time 20 years ago now i don't got no time <laughs> and it doesn't seem like i'm doing much more than working <laughs> yeah. hey i i want to ask you we just came out of the um the song forever, uh, forever, my heart, forever, my heart. Thank you, Dave. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you tell us about that song? Yeah. So, um, my sit, we were, uh, at Disney world, uh, two months ago and, um, I got a phone call, uh, saying that my sister passed away in a car accident. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear and, that. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, we, uh, we had nine hours to drive back. Um, we had thought about flying, but now I wish we did. Um, but yeah, uh, we had nine hours to come back and I was like, you know, I don't really know how to express this. Cause I just talked to her. Um, I want to say about 1230 the night before, um, we went to bed and I just kept going, you know, I got a lot of feelings and, I don't know how to express that because um, it just felt different. You know, when we deal with uh, somebody passing, sometimes, you know, we sort of know how to function or deal, but this one just was a lot different. And, you know, we got about four hours to, from the hospital and the wife was like, you know, why don't you write her a song? And she said, you know, you, you can get it all out on paper and you can write down how you feel. And I, I was like, yeah, that, that could work. And, you know, a couple of days passed and, you know, just I would try to think and think and, you know, it just wouldn't stick. And uh, being honest, uh, had a breakdown one day and, you know, just could not stop crying. And I just grabbed a pen and paper and I wrote it down and I said, you know, I got with the guys and I was like, you know, check out these lyrics. And they were like, yeah, we're about to record that. So we jumped into the studio, recorded it. And that's pretty much where it went from there on that. No joke. But Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, please. No, 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 no. I, but, but basically the song, um, it obviously it's a sad song. Um, pulling up the lyrics on my end uh, too, but basically it is a sad song. You know, it talks about how we grieve, but I wanted it to have hope at the end of it to where, you know, we will meet again. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, when you have a sad song or, you know, you have a lot of emotions, you know, you don't know where you're going to go after that. So you play the song over and you sort of repeat those feelings you have. And, uh, in the last, um, 
in the last verse, you know, I basically say, you know, so God, I need you now, you know, to heal, heal this broken heart I bear because I can't do this alone. I need you to be able to do that. Um, you know, I can only do so much and, you know, giving people hope, you know, that God can heal you, um, your pain, your brokenness, and, you know, encourage you that one day you will meet them again, you know? Yeah. Now, as I was going to ask, this is not a joke, by the way. Did you have a, a difficult time recording the song? Because I know I would. Every time I would, you know, I would look at the paper and I would do it, you know, I just would tear up the whole time. Um, and then when we got in the studio, you know, I would hold back the tears. Um, but then I realized, you know, recording it, you know, just breathe through it um and you'll get there and that's sort of the mindset that i had you know i'd have a little cry and then basically just go in there because i i wanted that emotion in there too you know i didn't want it to be well i've got my life together now you know let's record it like i wanted people to feel you know how basically i felt you know because there's so many people out there that you know are hurting and don't know which way to go with this and i, I didn't want to have myself together i wanted to make sure any feeling that i felt that's what was poured into the song you know uh it's interesting that you 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 mentioned this because i was having a conversation with a co-worker just yesterday about music in general not christian music just music in general and he was yeah. asking me about some of my likes and dislikes and and i said you know i i like all kinds of music from uh uh and i was speaking lyrically uh you know from i don't know the police and rush which kind of get deep in their lyrics to yeah. simple simple bands like presidents of the united states who sing about you know Flea versus Might is one of my favorite songs from those guys, and I know you probably hadn't heard it, but it was a, a later track, and it's it's about nothing more than a flea uh, fighting a might. That's what the song's about. So it's very simple, right? But I said, you know what's lacking nowadays, and I haven't connected with any any music lately that uh, is like this. Is you've got these huge bands out there that are pushing out songs and and some of them good and a lot of them not uh but there's no emotion in the song there's nothing for you to connect with on an emotional level um and i'm gonna just off the top of my head uh because you mentioned uh, uh that you wrote the song about your sister dying right i have horrible memory yeah. sorry uh we went and saw seven dust yep yeah seven dust with skillet with Skillet. Uh, they were opening up with Skillet. Well, it was kind of co-headlining, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he tells us, and I always get choked up when I tell this story. And I was, all I was is in the crowd. But that night, we went in there, and there was just kind of an energy in the room. There was four bands playing that night. There was kind of an energy in the room. And I've been to some shows where I go, wow. I didn't know this was going to be such a special night. Something magical happened that night, whatever it was. But I had that feeling this night before it happened that this was going to be a special night. And so the lead singer, and I'm sorry, I don't know the names of the songs and I don't know the name of the lead singer, but the lead singer said uh, during the VIP meet and greet earlier in the day, 
that uh, he had met this kid. He was a 13-year-old kid that uh, um, asked him, would you play this song? And I, I always forget the name of the song. It's like Angel Eyes or something like that. Um, and he goes, would you play that for my mom? She just passed away like last week. Here, see, I'm getting choked up. So he brought that kid on stage and he didn't sing that song to the crowd. He sang that song to the kid, Angel's Son. That's the name of the song. Silence in the room, man. Every You can't even find a video. I was asking all my friends who had also gone to that show, anybody get a video of this? Nope, because everybody was in the moment. Yeah. Why can't people just connect anymore? It's, it's, uh, uh, it's like, oh, I just got to get the hook. I just got to get this hook. Well, and a hook is an important part of the song, but there's no emotion in the song. Yeah. And that's why we listen to music is for our emotions, our memories. And am I right? Do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, um, that's one thing um, when writing a lot of the songs that we're writing now is – I don't want it to be the same old thing, the same old formula. I want it to be, you know, the stuff that we don't talk about behind closed doors. You know, uh, we constantly hear, you know, about drugs. We um, hear about, you know, well, so-and-so did this and I want to do this, you know, but we don't talk about our emotions anymore. And I do think that is important, you know, even um, in the Christian world with Christian music, you know, uh, for so long, it was, you know, and, and not saying this in a bad way, but it was, you know, more worship and it, it was just all about the same formula, but there were still people struggling. We actually saw so many more Christians, you know, committing suicide, falling from their faith. But I feel like a lot of people went in the direction of, well, just give it to God. And people don't even know how to talk to God really anymore, you know, and it, it is just having a conversation with them. But lyrically, that that's what we want to bring to the table is, you know, hey, you know, there is hope. You know, there is a savior. We know you're struggling with these things. We struggle with them, too. You know, we're not going to turn a you know, blind eye on you and we're not going to go, well, oh, you're struggling with this. And I've never struggled with that, even though maybe I have. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's where the emotion left was when we just stopped talking about life. Yeah. And. And maybe maybe social media has something to do with that because we've taken our lives and put it out there in the public like that, but uh, we only put the shiny parts out. We don't put the rough parts out. And uh, anytime somebody does post up on there that, hey, I'm having a real issue here, uh, you run the risk of being attacked by people, judged by people, uh, or uh, people you thought were your friends, because I've been there, people you thought were your friends that were silent. And it's like, yeah. uh, I posted a few times where it's like, I've got a couple hundred friends on Facebook, yet I only talk to a couple of people. So are you really my friend? So, but, um, you know, at the, at the same time, um, Oh, I've lost my train of thought. I was going off on something there, Aaron. I, well, I, I get on these rants, Mr. Kirby. And uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know what? I'm going to shift gears because I want to talk about uh, uh, Wolves. And I know that was not a track that you recorded, correct? 
No, uh, I didn't have anything to do with wolves. All right. Uh, are you, when you're going live, are you going to be performing some of the old stuff like that? We are. Um, we're actually in the process of re-recording Wolves. Um, we are in the works of redoing a little bit of the lyrics. Um, there were some parts of it that um, I felt, uh, if I can word it the best way, there were some parts, you know, with the past singer that wrote it, it was, you know, about messed up churches um it was about you know well you know they want you to do this and they won't be you know would be where the lives beware the wolves and see i don't want to associate you know there being wolves in the church because you know we're supposed to be bringing hope to these people you know we don't want to go you know well hey you're struggling right now and there's some wolves in here and even though we know that you know no church is perfect you know but uh, we're in the process of re-recording that song, um, and we're also in the process of re-recording uh, Coming War. We have played that live this year, the, sh uh, the only show we played this year, um, and that one's actually one of my favorites is Coming War. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's popped back into my head, Aaron. So okay. we're going we're okay. to backtrack. Just okay. go back in time, Marty. Um, <laughs> you know, on this show, I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm not a preacher or anything like that. I'm just trying to be entertaining. That's all. So uh, every once in a while, you'll hear me talk about long or uh, rock and roll Jesus with his long flowing locks and, you know, all that. And I, I do my dear baby Jesus prayers and stuff like that. And uh, But you mentioned that, and I don't mean to be irreverent or anything like that, but uh, you mentioned that a lot of people just don't know how to talk to God. And that's the thing is you don't have to be reverent. He's just a dude like you and me talk to him at that level, yeah. you know? And if it rock, if rock and roll, Jesus is the man that you need to talk to talk to rock and roll. Jesus, if country Jesus with the cowboy hat on is the dude that you dig, talk to that dude. It's all the yeah. same dude. I think well, we I think, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I think, um, <laughs> Uh, I grew up in a um, a Baptist church. Um, where oh, that says it all, brother. So did I. <laughs> um, <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> so it was basically suits and ties. Um, and I try not to label it that way, but over the years I have got it to where it's, you know, oh, suits and ties church or, you know, where, you know, we have to be presentable. Um, and, you know, I think that's where a lot of my confusion came in early in my faith. And when I, um, you know, got my life right with God was I was going, you know, okay, so I'm supposed to dress my best. I'm supposed to say a fancy prayer, you know, like that we had one guy and definitely not talking bad about him, but, you know, prayed for five minutes in a closing prayer and, you know, but made it sound so, you know, fancy. And um, when it was started with like, good evening, Lord, you know, and it's like, you know, I've never walked up to really anybody and was like, you know, hey, good evening, you know, and I, I think that's the thing is, you know, we have made church and we've made lives into our own thing rather than, you know, these people that Jesus healed, these people that Jesus encountered were not just a lot of people dressed their best. They were people who were struggling and he accepted them for who they were. He was not looking at their outer appearance. He was looking at their inner appearance. Well, and that goes back to the big cuddly teddy bear 
you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, thing that I was talking about earlier with, with, you know, you get these big rockers with the big beards and, and they look really menacing and uh, you go up and talk to them and you find out they like kittens, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. No, you. please. Uh, it's your interview. Yeah. They're, well, they're, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a, a band uh, called Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I recently found out, you know, their lyrics are so just grunge, you know, very dark and all that. And while they're touring in his spare, the lead singer's spare time, he just goes to arcades and basically just, He's like a master at a claw machine and would just get all these toys. And then he would donate them to wherever he went to play a show to a, um, an orphanage. And, and that that's going into what you're saying, man, you know, you see the dark clothes, you see the scary lyrics or you see the scary um, music and it's like, you know, uh, uh, scary and then cuddly. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I think we forget though, that Jesus meets us where we're at. Yeah, I, I I think you know uh, uh you know I've been watching um the chosen lately uh and you know it's a, a series about the the life of Christ very well done and you could how they portray him is he's meeting these his disciples where they're at you know he's not yeah. judging them he's trying to help them and I think we have to present like Jesus meets you where you're at. And he takes you where you want, you know, where, where, yes, he wants you to go where he wants you to go. But we have to remember, um, he's patient, you know, yeah. and he'll, he'll guide us as, as we want, you know, and, uh, you could see that when they're portraying Jesus in the chosen, how he is patient with his disciples, whatever. But I think the number one thing we, we have to remember is Jesus meets us where we're at. You know, I was uh, this just last weekend, I was talking to a friend on the phone uh, for a good three hours about a project that I'm going to start working on. And um, I, I don't want to give details here, so I'm going to be very vague about it. But um, it's it's like. When I got off the phone, I was like, man, did, did Jesus just talk straight through this dude or what? Because uh, I, I'm telling him all these things. He goes, well, I can hear you're, you're not confident. You need to be confident. And I went, I'm not confident. I've never done this before. This is massive for me. And I yeah. mean, on a, I don't mean massive like a great payoff. I mean, ma massive like a, a huge amount of work that I don't know how to do. I've never done it before. And, uh, he's like, well, you need to get confident. He goes, listen, you've got, you've got this and you've got this and you got this. What more do you need? It was all offered to you. What are you not confident about? And I went, wow. All right. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, if someone's talking to me at that level, if, if God's talking to me at that level, uh, can't you talk to him at that level? Yeah. That's what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. And that goes back to what you're saying. People don't know how to talk to him. Hey, talk to him like I'm talking to you. 
just just come as you are man just um you know people will say you know when i get my life together i'm going to go to church when i get my life together or when i'm at my lowest that's when i'm gonna you know we we put so many standards on god you know it's almost like he's a genie he's this he's that and he'll give me my needs or um well when i get my life right you know that's at my best but see god does just wants you like you were saying you know he wants you where you are right now he, he yeah i'm not saying he wouldn't want you at your best but he wants you where you're at you know that's where the faith and the trust is you know going to come into play is you needing god you know what i mean yeah well it's like you're a barn find uh 71 cuda and uh he's like well i got a great set of tools in the garage <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, this break's gone way longer than I expected, but I wanted to touch on this really fast because I think that this, I know I keep going back to wolves and I apologize, but it really spoke to me when I heard it, which is, um, uh, uh, well, at the very beginning, you have uh, a guy reading second or preaching second Timothy verse three and four. And you know what? Instead of me reading it, can I just play? the beginning of the song. I mean, I'm not going to play the music part at this point. I just want to play the preacher part. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So uh, let me, oops, wrong one. All right. Here we go. Chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, tells us here that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, Shall they heed to themselves, teachers, having itching ears? And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. We face many problems today, but none greater than having false prophets. It's hard to tell the truth from error, but it tells us in Matthew chapter 7, Verse 15, beware of false prophets, which come to you as sheep clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves, and they come to devour you, to tear you down, to tear you to no end. But you must turn away and learn the truth from the word, and it'll set you free. All right, so then it, it kicks into the song, which we'll play here in just a just a minute. But uh, I think it really spoke to me because we see so many false prophets in the news right now, uh, especially with yeah, maybe not in the church, but yeah, definitely in the in, uh, in, in the, the in the yeah. church too. Yeah, in the church too. Yeah. And I'm not. I don't want to pick one topic or anything like that because I want to stay apolitical on the show. I'm I'm really trying hard not to be political nowadays. <laughs> on the show at least um but so but you see so many well i'll bring up a perfect example that i i've asked this question and i would really like to sit down with a christian a hardcore christian who supports or or who is pro-choice and i don't mean to attack them or anything like that but i i my my feeling is well uh, if you're pro-choice and the Bible says this, how do you put these two together? Cause I want to understand, I don't want to judge you. 
I just want to understand your thought process. But you got a lot of people out there going, well, you know what? God said to love everybody, so we got to love everybody. Well, you can love the person, but not the action. That's why that song just stuck out to me, you know? And uh, I don't know where I was going with all this. I just wanted to get that message out because I've, I've been... I've been just listening to so much nowadays. I, I had a conversation. This was years ago. Oh, it's now turned into my interview, Aaron. You can interview me. <laughs> no, no I, we're good, man. I, I had a conversation with somebody years ago, and I, I didn't attack them, and uh, they just really were ignorant. Uh, as they were talking to another friend about how they believed in evolution, and I, I went, well, wait a minute. You believe in evolution? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, okay, but you call yourself a Christian. And he goes, yeah, oh, yeah, I go to church every Sunday, totally Christian. And I went, well, you, you can't be Christian and believe in the Bible and believe in evolution. The two don't mix. It's oil and water. So w- which is it? And I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to figure out how you can believe that the Bible is the word of God, the end all be all, except for this one. You know what I mean? I, I don't get it. And that's where these false prophets come in. They are in the church and they are saying, well, this is the word of God, believe it. But except for this part. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where you have to use discernment. You know, I think that, you know, living, I do think we're living in the last days. Um, I don't go around preaching like, you know, yeah, Jesus is coming back tomorrow, you know, because we don't know the day or the time. Um, but, you know, I do think we have to use a lot of discernment in this day and age because, you know, I I don't try to be very political or anything like that. Uh, It's just not much of my cup of tea. I try to just put my faith in God with these areas because he knows how to handle it. I don't have the answers for it. So for me to really start worrying about it and all, it's just going to make my head hurt. Um, But I mean, I keep up with things and all, but I I think even, you know, but we know what's going on and, you know, the government, we know what's going on with these laws being passed and all. And I think even the reason we don't have a lot of the answers to now, even with church and all, is we pick and choose scriptures. You know, we say, um, well, this scripture says this, but we don't read the whole passage. You know, we just sort of run with that. And I think that's where there's been so much mix up for years now and why it's hard to trust Christians, trust, you know, government and all that is we say one thing, but then it's like, you know, well, let's just ignore this part. But and then we put our own twist to it. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know, we, we instead of making our lives fit the word of God, we make the word of God fit our lives. Is that a, a safe way to that, say it? It's, it's amen there. All right. Maybe I, I, I should know. be a preacher. Well, I, I, I think, uh, I, I mean, I understand everything in the word of God and why this and why that, but I believe it's the word of God. So I, I trust in the whole scripture. And I think people think, well, you know, well, you know, maybe God made a mistake. They're almost like maybe God made a mistake here or mm. the thing it, no no he didn't yeah. it, you know it, it's we believe it's the word of god it's not now again if you're a christian you you're you're pro-choice or 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 this i'm 
you know, I, I'm going to love you. You know, God's going to deal with you. You know, he's he's going to, you know, well, change your heart and all and all that. And again, I can provide guidance and show him the word. Uh, what, what's that verse yeah. as for me and my house? We, we will, will fall, yeah. we will serve the Lord. Yes. Okay. Which essentially says to me, and here we are talking about read the whole passage, but yeah. you know, I'm focusing on one line, but uh, <laughs> essentially what that says to me is, um, Hey, uh, I don't want to say you do you. Cause that's such a brush off, but hey, you're living your life and I'm living my life. As for this house, this is the way we're doing it. You've got to answer to God for the way you're doing it. And I, that's none of my business as far as, you know, you, your relationship with God. I just know what the Bible says, and this is the way we're going to do it. Well, the Bible, you know, is just point A, point B. You know, it, it just takes you here and it takes you here. Um, and I think, like you were saying, you know, even with the passages and all that, we've just made it a confusing thing and God is not the author of confusion. You know, the Bible Amen. is not, the Bible is not an actual confusing book. You know, I think sometimes when it's hard to interpretate, uh, interpretate uh, scriptures is, you know, we go, well, I don't understand this. Well, ask God, you know, like God will give you the answers you need. If you don't understand some, it's not, you know, that, you know, you can understand it. It's not God that's trying to confuse you. It's, you know, talk to him about it. You know, don't let the devil confuse you. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, I, this is where I'm going to wrap this break up because I, uh, uh, this popped into my head and I think it kind of sums up exactly what we're talking about. Um, Sam Kinison was a preacher at one point. Uh, we all know the career of Sam Kinison. I'm not going to get into that, but he had one joke. And I, it was so telling that I wish it wasn't laced with uh, profanities because I really would love to play this. Reverend Jim Baker in the 80s uh, was the man, right? But, I mean, as far as televangelists, he had it going on, the PTL club and all that. But uh, he, uh, he's, Sam said, you know, Jesus really smacked him down and smacked him down good. And he goes... God must be up in heaven flipping through the Bible going, where did I write build a water park and use it as a tax write-off? I don't remember that. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Sure. So, all right. We're going to do uh, Wolves here. Uh, thank you for being on. Also, uh, Insta wanted, Instagram. Yep, hang on, hang on, oh, go ahead. hang on. Go ahead. I'm not all done. All right. After Wolves, we're going to do Haunted from the new EP, Haunted. Yes. Yeah. Now, <laughs> your socials <laughs> where can people find you man they can find us anywhere spotify facebook youtube apple music anywhere you can stream that's where we're at okay and if and, you're on uh, that twitter uh, thing you, you can find their private plane flying all over the country <laughs> they're on instagram also so <laughs> you find them on yeah. facebook instagram uh you know, after the first year, these guys are going to be playing a ton of shows. So go out and see uh, Save in Darkness. And support the band. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Yeah. You know. Buy the merch. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to sound like a salesman or anything, but that's really how these guys feed themselves. That's, hey, is you buying a t-shirt. 
you know, yeah. ministry is free, but it's not free. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, hey Aaron, thank you. thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, dude. I appreciate y'all having me. All right. It's wolves on uh rock salt musecast experience.
Hello everyone, this is Chris from The Last Trumpet, and you're listening to Rock Salt Newscast Experience with Dave and Aaron.
Rock Salt Musecast experience. Aaron, Dave, no Patrick. Yeah, he's too busy. New Year's <laughs> holidays. Yeah, he's, too busy he's for us. well, he's a he's a big rock star, man. He is. You know, I I feel know. I feel lucky that uh, he squeezes us into his busy schedule. Yes, I do. It is busy. And well, it, it, again, we, and don't, I, we don't. You know, we I don't even have I feel like we don't have kids. We have to like entertain or take somewhere or whatever. Speak uh, you know, for our, yourself. Our kids are grown. <laughs> Huh? Said, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know you have to keep your kids entertained. I know it. No way. Yeah, because I've been on camping trips with him. Like a week. I saw him Christmas and I'm like, I've been on camping trips with you. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I've got insight, brother. Mm, Again, again, (laughs) they kind of take care of themselves. Well, boys always did. That's why I always liked that I had a boy. It was very easy, you know? I I feel, not, and I'm not even making fun. I feel bad for, um, well, I feel bad for single dads, especially, that have daughters because they got to yeah. transverse that whole thing by themselves. Uh, and hopefully that there's a, you know, there's a solid woman in that person's life, even if it's just a friend that can, you know, help. Um, so I'm, but I'm glad I never had to deal with, you know, I'm, I'm speaking mostly about puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Woman things. What's that? Woman, women things. things. Exactly. (laughs) Women things. You know, um, I'm not, I'm not cut out for that brother. (laughs) You know, uh, I was brought up in a military household and if you've listened to our shows, you've heard us talk about. We call him the old man, and uh, he was a good guy, but that dude, he was military from the day he was born, and I'm not joking, man. He was in the Legion. He was, you know, the American Legion. He was, uh, uh, what else? He was in all kinds of stuff, but, like, his graduation picture not long after it is him all dressed in uniform, ready to go, so... We grew up in a house that was pretty um, disciplined. I'll put it that way. And as my brother put it in the show that we did a week or two ago, the Board of Education discipline. You know? okay. Yeah. My, uh, my wife, when she was, um, um, she um, got a job at the school district doing uh, recesses, doing the lunch breaks for the teachers. Uh-huh. And now, see, uh, that's- she came home one day. That takes a lot of patience, man. A lot of patience. I couldn't do it. Yeah, she came home one day, and she's like, man, I'm so glad we had boys. Mm -hmm. Girl drama is horrible. Oh, Now, you know what? Some of the best friends that I have that are women um, were people that I met when, you know, (laughs) <laughs> I was going to go somewhere and I was say, it was going to come out so bad. I was going to say, <laughs> the, the, the people that I know, this is what I was going to say, because uh, I couldn't think of a better way to say it. The people that I know that are strong women, that are my friends, I knew as girls, but that's not what I want to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I really wanted to say was I knew them when, they, when we were all much younger and they were girls that did not put up with drama 
Yeah. And I can, I'm, I'm thinking of two people, um, your wife excluded. That's, you know, that's a whole different thing, but, um, I'm talking about, you know, friends that I talk to and can call up and talk about whatever. These were girls that were zero drama. And the, the thing that I liked about, uh, these two girls as they became women was when they married, um, you know, their man didn't, their man was confident enough. They found a good, strong man that complimented them. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. You know, yes. I'm not hanging out at their houses all the time, but there's also not a guy going, who is that? Why are you talking to him? You know, you got to have, oh, I'm going on a marriage thing here. I, I didn't know I was going to go this way, but here I go. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, but you need somebody that compliments you like that. You need somebody that uh, trusts you. Because if you got to be the guy that's always looking over your girl's shoulder, um, then she's not the girl for you and you're not the guy for her. You don't trust her. Okay. And that goes both ways though. That works yeah. both ways. Um, and at the same time, the, the side thing on that is, um, and this goes for both guys and girls, you shouldn't be on your phone so much that your, your significant other is going, who is that? Right. Yeah, oh, definitely. There's gotta be a lot of trust, you know, in a marriage. I mean, a hundred percent trust. Yeah. That's and how you foundation. If you don't, if you don't trust the other person then don't bother getting married. That. So you true. know, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I did you have cold feet like the night before or anything like that? I had a little bit. I'm not going to lie. No, I did. <laughs> you know, you didn't. OK, no, uh, it's but I understand it because it's such a huge commitment. It's such a huge step in your life. It's it, it's your entire life changing. Right. Well, yeah, it, it is a big step. Uh, you know, maybe I was naive to what marriage was, uh, but I, 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 you know, I mean, I dated my wife for, for three and a half years. Um, I would known her since junior high. Um, she's the one I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and, and, and having parents, um, like I did that, you know, showed that every single day to me, that's what I wanted. And I knew Dawn was the perfect person for that. And, you know, we married 30 plus years and, there's a huge amount of trust between us. Okay, this, this is a good topic. I, we okay. are totally freestyling it today. I was yeah. gonna talk about wolves in, uh, from Saving Darkness um, because I see a lot of uh, uh, bad things happening right now to Christians that I wanna call out, but uh, we'll save that for the next show. Okay. I, I'll, try, I'll try to remember to make a note. The um, I shouldn't be that hard. I I I think that every single day I just watch Christians getting end times, brother. It is the end times. Yeah, I'm going off the rails. I want to get back to marriage. One thing besides <coughs> trust, okay? Because we all know trust is is a needed ingredient in a happy marriage or long lasting marriage or you know however you want to go about it. Yeah. Um. So besides trust, what is one thing that you have found that works to bring you and Don together for 30 years 
without getting a divorce, without splitting up, and without um, uh, killing each other. <laughs> um, I, I would say um, I, she respects me greatly, and I love her greatly. Um, I think uh, the key, um, guys want to be respected, and women want to um, feel loved. And, you know, we there's a video series out there um, called Love and Respect. And I think that has been a huge um, knowledge we've both received that we really, tr- she really tries to respect me and I um, truly love her. And sometimes, you know, we get off rail a little bit, but that key that love and respect is uh, so needed in marriages today. And we cherish that, that we have that for each other. Now, okay. when we first got married too, you we hated each divorce. other. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I, kidding. I'll be honest. Uh, no, no, I'll be honest. The first two years of my marriage were the worst two years of my life. It was very, very difficult. <laughs> have um, you told Don this? <laughs> yes, we both say this. Uh, it was tough. There were some things that I did that were, um, you know, I, I don't want to say, but, you know, um, very wrong. You know, again, I, I, I never, I've never laid my hands on my wife. I've never, you know, uh, cheated with another woman or whatever. Um, but some of the things I did you go uh, her were wrong. Did you go streaking through the quad like on old school? <laughs> and they no, just don no. rolled up and found you running down madison <laughs> uh, i think she probably wish i would have done that a couple times <laughs> well hey let don know we are really glad that you didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but but no it, it just we we knew we were um both stubborn that divorce uh was never going to be in our future um, we always laugh and say murder, yes, divorce, no. Oh, man. Uh, you know. Now, uh, wait a minute. And, Let's put a disclaimer on that, please. Okay. All <laughs> Let's right. Let's put a disclaimer on that. Uh, we you know, just joke. We're just yes, joking. We're not talking about, uh, hey, no. if there's no way out, there's always this. That's not what well, we're it, saying. It is interesting, though, when you watch Dateline you know, on NBC. You that, know, that's uh, never made, you hey, know, uh, you know, that's never you know, made that, sense it, to me. It really hasn't. When you watch Dateline or, or whatever crime show you watch, yeah. and it's some angry husband who killed his wife and then calls 911 yes. and said a strange intruder bust in the window, but all oh, the glasses on the one. outside, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always, I always go, is it really that bad? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Uh, let's yeah. let's weigh the options here. Go to prison, maybe for the rest of your life, or <laughs> pay this woman for 10, 20 years, and she'll be out of your life. Yeah, I I, I go for option B. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know? But who hasn't been driven crazy by our... Well, come um, on. We all have, but not, not driven to wanting to kill them. <laughs> come on now let's get uh let's let's make it a little a little happier all right i'm just i'm going no, off no. the rails a little no, bit no, yes but no but it, it, you know our marriage gets better every year uh we marry 30 plus years um and it gets better every year 
And so we're so looking forward to uh, um, next year. Um, I'm retiring um, the end of next year, retiring from UPS. And we're, we're looking forward to that next chapter in our lives. Um, retirement to some extent. Getting old. You know? <laughs> yes. Together. Well, you know, isn't that sweet? You know, <laughs> last, last, in, in, in the last couple of months, we've uh, lost two people we've known. And both couples, the, it was the husbands who, who passed away, but both couples had been married 50 plus years. And to watch them so happy and just engaging them, um, enjoying spending that long a time um, with each other. And, and, and marriage is great. And, and, but it's but like anything great, it's hard work. Well, you know what? Let's do these next two songs. I want to come back and give my side. Okay. And uh, do you know what we got coming up next? Because my phone crashed on you. Yeah. Yeah. We got <laughs> um. We got our boys from Texas. You know, from Texas. Reborn and yes, reborn and uh, Stonewall Static. Uh, I love the boys in Stonewall Static as well as Reborn. Uh, happy new year to you guys. I know you yeah, didn't yeah. send some of you, uh, uh, you know, you know who I didn't send a greeting to, and I'm really sorry. Ooh. So I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Caleb, Caleb is the one I didn't send the greeting to. I I'm, I'm not sure if I sent one to Jermaine either. So if you didn't get a Christmas greeting from me, Caleb, Jermaine, I, sorry. I'm just really <laughs> bad with the texting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's uh, uh, here's the boys from Tejas on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience.
What's up, everyone? This is Ryan from Reborn, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Musecast experience, Aaron, Dave, no Patrick. And uh, so we were talking about ingredients for a happy marriage. Well, I see, I don't want to use the word happy. I, I just, cause there's a lot of bad times. Um, a for fulfilling, fulfilling marriage. No, a long lasting, but I don't want to say long lasting, okay. uh, but you get what I'm, you catch my drift. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what, uh, I'm no therapist, okay? I'm just 
giving my own opinion based on my life experiences. Um, but you know, we heard what, what you and Don do to, to make your marriage last 50 years, 30 years, you're at 30, 30. I know I was, you, you were talking about the okay. other people in the last break okay. marriages were yeah. 50 years. Uh, I'm at 20, 20 ish. Um, I think I'm at 20. <laughs> and uh, you want to call a friend? <laughs> you can see me noodling it through, can't you? <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, it's 20 ish. <laughs> um, but you know, we got together pretty young, and uh, I would say that we were both each other's first boyfriend, girlfriend, I mean, like long lasting dating, you know, uh, interested in, you know, staying together type of, not, you know what I'm talking about? There's the, yeah. there's the high school. I'm asking this guy to the dance cause he's cute. He, you know, that type of thing. And then there's a, no, I really like this person. Let's get you serious. Know. Well, I, I don't think I ever said let's get serious, but. Okay. <laughs> Would, would you like to be my girlfriend? <laughs> you know, I never said that either. It just kind of happened. Okay. It just kind of happened. Right. Um, but you know what? Uh, we split up a few times. Sometimes it was because of me. Sometimes it was because of her. Um, and being 51 now, I can look back with a little wisdom and um i can i can kind of pinpoint why why we have lasted so long and why we split it up and it was because number one it's i i sometimes i would be that that guy that i just told you a couple of breaks ago not to be which is looking over the shoulder what's going on where you at i, I want to know who you're talking to uh that hey guys you know Girls like a possessive guy, but they don't want a controlling guy. If you're that guy that's got got to always know where your mate is at all times, mm, yeah, you guys should go see somebody about that. Get some counseling. Um, but so I was that guy and pushed her away. Uh, at the same time, and I know there's there's a clip out there it's kind of a famous clip about uh you know women need you need to respect your guy you know yeah respect that uh you know, whatever he's done for the family you know if he's if he's clark griswold you know respect him that hey you get to stay home and be beverly d'angelo and while he gets to go off to work so he can, you know, take care of the family and take them to, you know, Vegas. Are you following me? That's one thing I like about my wife. I love about my wife is she champions me. You know, she talks about, you know, how much I do for the family. And, and I, you know, I talk up how much she, you know, she's kind of the glue a little bit um, to us, you know, because sometimes I'm, you know, I'm at work 10, 11 hours. And she kind of puts it all together. Yeah. And, uh, but I, 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 she's my biggest cheerleader. 
And you I know, love her for that. I still uh, I still talk about this with I I talked about this with somebody at work just last week because it's always like uh yeah, my wife did that. That's pretty cool. Uh when not long after Shane was born and I was the sole breadwinner and I didn't make a lot of money. So I was always uh, real proud that Nancy could I could go all the bills are paid. Here's $40 to get us two weeks. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> and, uh, or actually it was $80 because it was $40 a week. But she could feed the family of three and we had decent dinners at $40. And then I would take leftovers the next day. I, I was all, I'm still impressed with that. Still impressed That's with that. That's awesome. Now we're living in, uh, you know, Brandon's America now. Uh, $40. $40 barely gets you through the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow, but I think you got to uh, focus in on on those good traits. But he, one of the things that's uh, worked for us finally in the end, because we split up more than once, more than twice, you know, quite a few times, and we get back together. I think it was... You know, for me, partly was nothing ever felt right after that. So, um, anyhow, the, uh, uh, the other thing that, that works for both of us is like the last time we got together and I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, if we get together, we stay together. I'm just not going to do this anymore. And, uh, I said, this is what I need and expect from whoever I'm with. And if you're not interested in giving that, then this will never work. And uh, she said the same thing to me. And so we work on that. We don't always get it right, but we're, you know, we're old. We grew old together. So we're kind of set in our ways, but, and we know how much we can get away with before we, you know, cross the line. But the thing is, is you got to be able to have that, open conversation not just open communication but that conversation of this is what i need and expect from absolutely whoever i'm with yeah you know i i think uh it sounds like good communication has helped you guys um you know get back together and, and really make a commitment to, to the long term yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, what works really well for us is she lives like three states away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it helps. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I, I think all helps is a purpose too. you know, whatever your purpose is in your marriage. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being Mr. Mom. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you know if uh if mom's got a successful career and you know dad handy around the house and takes care of what's wrong with that it, what i say always say is it's a it's got to be a team effort it's got to be a team effort now if he's mr mom and he's just sitting around watching uh you know daytime tv uh while she's out busting her butt and comes home to no dinner no you know 
kids running around with dirty diapers. You know what? You can see where I'm going with this. Yeah, it's got to be a team effort, 100% from each person. Not 50-50, from each person. And, and by the and, way, let me be real clear that I the first thing I said is, you know, dinner. Hey, that that goes both ways. I'm serious. If 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 the guy is sitting at home while the woman is out working, he should have dinner ready when she walks in the door. Yeah, whatever she wants, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, I, and that's why I say later, it's a team. the house is clean or whatever. Yeah. It, 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 it it's teamwork. You know, it's got to be. And yeah. and if you if if your team is one of you stays home and the other one goes out and works, then your part of the teamwork is maintaining the family and the home and all of that. That's your, that's part of your job. That's your job as a, not as a wife or a husband, that's your job as a human being. Yes. I, I, I you know, I mean, as you said, communication, what if, you know, what do I expect from you and what do you expect from me? And and having great communication can help you avoid all the uh, pitfalls, you know, that lead to divorce. Well, no, you'll you still know? hit those potholes. Yes. You know? But yeah, you, you come you come off cleaner on the other side. You, if you just listen, you know, and it not it, you, let me uh, I got a couple of more minutes here let me talk about one other thing that i i really hate about relationships is i see it all over facebook now uh you know name whatever problem the woman's having with the guy or the guy's having with the girl you can insert whatever problem you want there and on the bottom of the gif or the meme it says run away hey. I'm sorry if you want to relate. And then they go out and they go, I can't find a good person to be with. Yeah. That's, you know that's why? It. Because you ran away from all the good people. You ran away. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, if you're, if you're, if your first inclination is uh, at the first sign of a problem, and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, oh, I just recently found out. He's, uh, you know, ex so and so, the some criminal, or I'm yeah. talking about, you know, average normal life problems, average normal relationship problems, you know. Uh, hey, honey, I really have a problem with you getting so friendly with that girl at work. That's a problem you need to talk about, not a problem you need to run away from. And if that's the problem you run away from, you're never going to find a good relationship. You're never going to find a good marriage. You're not going to, it's not going to happen for you because you ran and you all, will always run because only cowards run. Yeah. You know, another thing is, is, you know, he likes this. I like this and we can't agree on, you know, come to the middle. Well, you know, again, work it out. Yeah. You know, and I mean, no, no one, you know, me and my wife don't have the same opinion about everything, and we just agree to disagree. And sometimes well, she, I come she to voted the Biden, that right? I'm wrong. She what? voted Biden. She voted yeah, Biden, yeah, right? That's, yeah, that's um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And well, so, you know, um, 
Yeah, I'll go a couple more minutes here. Um, okay. Yeah, the uh, the thing that is, well, oh, I know what I was going to tell you about. You can do some editing here, too. Okay. I know what I was going to tell you about is um, you also have to have enough trust in the other person and enough confidence in yourself to allow them to be themselves. Uh, and what I, what I'm getting at is um, we all know when we're dating as teenagers, we all put on the, you know, whatever facade we need to put on to get the girl. We get it. And girls do the same thing. Oh, oh my God. I wouldn't want him to ever think that I wake up with messed up hair. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, you know? Yeah. So we all put on our little facades, but our best foot uh, forward. Yeah. But uh, then you get to the dirty underbelly when you're married with somebody. I mean, you really do. You find out what that person is really like. And um, I know that can wear thin on some people because I'm pretty tough to live with. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to figure out that happy place, you know, like um, with Nancy and I a long time ago, uh, we, she, she didn't understand that if I'm really angry, it's not, I'm not going to say it's best to leave me alone. It's just, you need to leave me alone. Anybody around me just, and you know that, I mean, come on, if I get angry, just let me be my myself and I'll think through this and then I'll come you know, apologize yeah. or whatever. Um, so I would say, she go, are, are you upset? No, I'm not upset. Well, would you, you, you seem off. And uh, well, no, everything's fine. Well, you just seem upset. I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but then there's those other times where I'd really be upset and I'd just go, you need to leave me alone right now. And uh, once again, I, I mean, some woman, some woman would be like, no, let's talk about it right now. Yeah. See, right no, now. see, that's what Nancy would do. But here's my yeah. thing is, is I was thinking, I was trying to put all this into words, which is it goes for both ways, guys and girls. Um, when the other one says, I just need you to leave me alone. Your response should be okay. I'll be right here for you if you need me. That's it. Yeah. That's I, all um, you got to do. My wife is, is named Dawn, but she is not a morning person. And so I've Neither learned when I. we go on vacation that, that, you know, try not to do things too early in the morning. And if we do have to have wake up early, I tell her, hey, you're going to have to, you know, get up early. But we're on vacation. She likes to sleep late. And so, you know, you just learn to compromise. Yeah. You know, I like to get up and do things. And so she doesn't mind that if she wakes up, I'm gone and I'm out for a walk or whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, we and you know what? Day. I'm st I'm starting to feel more like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to get up and go do things early in the morning either. <laughs> I see. Uh, I'm, I'm joking about our. Yeah, I know you are. Our, having trips at four in the morning <laughs> <laughs> all right who are we up to now is this our last break we got one more um, right we, we got to wrap this up 
But um, uh, uh, Red Letter Rising. Red Letter uh, Rising. And uh, the the three kids un- from New York, undefeated. I like Up those next. three kids from undefeated on the Rock yep. Salt Musecast experience. All right. All right. This when we wrap it up and go happy trails, are we gonna play two more songs after that or not? Well, you had ten songs, right? Yeah, but I, I wait, we hang haven't on. Put... I, I'm trying to do the math on this. So you got ten songs, right? We do the first break is one break one, right? Yeah. I'm just I'm not no, we're, I'm we're, not speaking no, no. down to you. No, no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm just trying songs. to figure it out. So we're out of songs. Truth of life. 
This is Ralph from Reborn, and you're listening to a Rock Souls Musicast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rockstop music cast experience. ADP. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love oh, Patrick. I just wish he was yeah. here more. Just yeah. wish he was here more. Um, hey, uh, oh, hey, I've got something n- new and under the sun. Okay. Check out this idea. <laughs> new Year's resolutions. What do you think? <laughs> good for the show never huh? been done before oh man right here <laughs> right up in the old noggin man i don't know i got little elves or something working up there just going here here's an idea <laughs> i, I want to stop saying um on the show all the time that's uh, my new year resolution that's your new year's resolution yeah, all I, right. I, it probably won't work out, but 
um, I, yeah, there we go. Yeah, see now. now, if you uh, if you if you truly want to do that and you want help, I can tell you how. My predecessor, not predecessor, uh, mentor, uh, got me to stop saying um. I, how did you it, do that? Okay, here's how it works, and and I, you actually heard it there a couple of times. When you go to say, um, stop yourself, take a breath. Think of the word you want to say. People will hang on that silence. That's the trick. That's the trick. That's the trick. If you're saying, um, you're piecing your words together, right? Uh, if you see, that would stop be correct, myself. sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I'm saying it a lot. I'm and I'm catching myself. You hear me stopping myself. But the thing you want to do is just you want people to hang on your word. Like when we played the William Shatner game, right? He overacts everything. He overacts. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. Gets you to hang on the words. You want to know what what they're gonna say next. But if you're saying, um, they don't even care what you're saying next because you lost them with, um, it, um, is like fat on a good steak. You know, it brings a little flavor, but you really want to cut that and throw it away. That's I, I, I'm hope I'm being helpful to lots of people. Not I'm not coming down on you. No, I, I, I it's, what I kind of want to do, I, I think, and to make the show sound better, I want the show to get better. It will uh, help. The See, show. you're doing it already. Yes, I am. <laughs> I caught it. But over time, it just becomes more natural. I don't say that I never say, um, listen to the show. I was saying it right there. But... I try to catch myself. And the more you try to catch yourself, the more you get better at it. Yeah, I've been, um, there I go. <laughs> See, Excited. you've got and, it and now the growth, because gr the growth of the show, but as more people listen, I don't know if it mounts pressure or not, but clearly you want to do a better job when more people are listening. Yeah. Well, now that you know, people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> when we started it, we didn't think anybody was listening, <laughs> <laughs> now, but they were, we have... but they were, Yes. Uh, they were listening in Finland. Thanks, Ollie. Yes. I, I, I can't believe um, like 3% of our audience around 3% is from Germany. And then 5% is from Canada. Those wacky Germans. So, you know, I, I, I would like to thank everybody personally that has become, you know, a subscriber, a follower in 2022. And I'm looking forward to doubling, tripling our size in 2023. Because we over doubled our size as far as like Instagram <laughs> followers on in 2022. You, did you break out the graph? Aaron, did you bring no. a chart? <laughs> no. Right, you can see right here. 
<laughs> He's got his laser no, pointer. No <laughs> okay. But since we can share our screen now, we will be doing that during the year. You know, and, and you'll be like on a jury when when they bring the expert up and he shows uh, the goes over the DNA analysis, and you're sitting there falling asleep. I'm falling asleep right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, listen, I've got a New Year's resolution myself here. Okay. And it's for the show. We're going to make the show better. I'm going to help you have better timing. <laughs> <laughs> you, step you, on, that, you step all over that bed. You know, it, when we open it up and I... I'm waiting for them to give their little line and then you give your line at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the charm of the show. <laughs> well, people are, you know, here for the show to listen to me, not the blues. Brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know your name comes first, but don't think it comes first. brother. <laughs> oh, yes. It just oh. it worked out that way because it rolls better off the tongue. <laughs> and obviously, we, we if you get the train rolling with the A and the D, the Aaron and Dave, by the time Patrick comes in, any, you can put anything. Anything could be that caboose, man. <laughs> ADPZ, yeah, see, it works. Yeah, ADPJ, it. see, everything works after. After that. that just means Patrick was the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till he listens to this. <laughs> yeah. He'll be Watch. like, so I was the missing link, huh? No, no. You know what he'll do is the next uh, 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 YouTube video. He'll be dressed up like the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> Just got this costume, oh. guys. What'd you think? <laughs> Shipley's gonna love it. <laughs> so I, I, I think we've had a lot of growth on this show. Just uh, getting better with timing, and uh, you'll teach me better timing next year. <laughs> In 2023, <laughs> that's my I'll new year's resolution. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, now when you when you're just right with the timing and the you are correct, sir, that works out great. We already know it works because we're stealing it from Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> just got to work on your timing, Ed. <laughs> you are correct, sir. See, there you go. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I don't oh think I'm starting now. Anymore. I'm start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is where we should wrap it up, Aaron. That's right. Um, we might have somebody really cool up, like special guest. Oh, let me check my phone and see if we got permission from special guest. Uh, let's see. Sure, dude. Which one? All right. So here's <laughs> here's a special guest. Um. Uh, 13 minutes along yep. with our Dispraised? friend from our, our friends from Dispraised and Decay Martyr. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year, Aaron. Happy New Year, Dave. Happy New Year, everyone, and happy trails.
Happy trails. This is Joseph Rojas from the band Seventh Day Slumber, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast, and I'm hanging out with Dave and Aaron on a mission from God. Keep it locked.
Goodbye. 